welcome to another episode of the Five Mike Podcast. Um, it's your boy Rick. Um, edition of uh, the Fatherhood series. Today I got my brother from another mother on. Hey, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Everyone is Junior. I'm currently living in Jacksonville, Florida. Born and raised in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. Um, husband, sure. husband of one wife. Father of three children. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio <laughs> and I'm not a jealous guy. <laughs> what, that, what that mace that said that? Yeah. <laughs> why you say? Why you say husband of one wife? Hey man, that's that's how we roll, man. <laughs> Gotta let them know. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm with you. All right, man. So first thing first, man. I know, I know, you've been in the father game for a minute. Yeah. Uh, what, you, uh, what 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 are the ages of your kids? Uh, 16, 14, and 7. All right. Yeah. So what What? So, what were your first thoughts when you found out she was pregnant, I guess, with the first one? Terrified. <laughs> oh, Terrified. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, but no, man, we we kind of had we – were, we were planning on, you know, when Trey was born, my oldest. Um, you know, we had been married a couple of years. And, you know, we said we finally wanted to try because one thing we didn't want to do, man, we didn't want to be old parents. You know, not saying that that's a bad thing, but that's not what we really wanted for ourselves. So we got married at 19 um, and I was over in Italy in the, in the Navy. And, you know, by the time it was time for Trey to be born, we were, we were both 21. So, um, you know, excited, but definitely terrified and just at the thought that, you about to be responsible for another human being. Oh yeah. So so did it get easier with um at like with the second and the third? No, um, you know, as some things get easier as far as parenting, mm. um, because you understand parenting a little bit more. But um, like I was saying, man, we it's a it was a ever evolving cycle with us. You know, we got married at 19. So by the time we got used to, you know, living away from our parents, living on our own and stuff for the first time like that. Um, then two years later, you know, our first child was born. And then by the time we get used to being parents, then two years later, my other child's born. So, you know, it's kind of like a evolving thing. Some things get easier, but everything is still new. Gotcha. Okay. So, so something new with each child. Exactly. Absolutely. And I I didn't say it, but you know my first two are boys, and my seven year old is a girl, so that's a whole nother ball game. Ooh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. you know, she she got protection now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So so how was the deliveries? Uh, easy, man. Uh, the first one was was rough on me. <laughs> I know <laughs> Tego probably slapped me in the back of the head when she hear this, but. <laughs> But no, man, I was, uh, I worked that day, man. I worked a 13 hour shift, um, from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Came home, you know, we was just eating. I would think we ate. I was on the computer for a little bit. So by the time I said, you know, I was ready to go to bed, it was like 10 30 that night. And then her water broke. Oh, man. So, yeah, man. So I'm up like all day already. So we had to take her to the hospital and all that. And Trey was born at, 9 50 the next morning Whew. yeah so <laughs> every time i tried dozing off man she, she they she slapped me upside the head and wake me up so i by the time i think i was up for like 36 hours by the time trey was born but you know thank god man we, we didn't have no complications with with any of them 
I said, I definitely was more, more nervous with, with Trey, the first one, not really understanding what's going on and all that. But, you know, by the time Elijah came along, I was, I was a pro by then. Knew which leg to hold, tell him okay. when to breathe, hold a hand, all that good stuff. Okay. I know um, – I remember when uh, your youngest was born because we was texting during the Arkansas football game. Right, right. <laughs> Alabama was playing Arkansas. And I just remember you was like, touchdown. And then next thing I know, you sent pictures. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I call her my Bama baby. She uh, – right when Shay was going into, like, labor, getting ready to, like, push – uh-huh. Um, Derrick Henry had just scored that first touchdown of the game, I think. It was, so, yeah, it was some, uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm watching the game, and, you know, I'm like, touchdown, touchdown, and then they like, hello, like, we over here, get ready to deliver, baby. So I had to turn the game off and all that stuff until it was over with, but it was it was quick and easy, but I always called him money, my Bama baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, I just remember because we was texting, and you was like, touchdown and then next thing i got was like you had pictures everybody i was like it was it was a double entendre man that touchdown meant two things (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, man i I remember it like it was yesterday man oh yeah man it goes by so fast man i still remember the outfits i had on when each one of them was born oh for real yeah crazy yeah so you got like any funny pregnancy stories um, uh, funny pregnancy stuff. I remember the when Trey, my oldest, when he was pregnant, she had these weird cravings. Man, she would want like a, a pickle, a cheese, and beef jerky. <laughs> That's like, disgusting. Yeah, I know, right? And then, um, you know, we was, we was living overseas and stuff, mm. and we had a it was a vending machine across the across the base, and we can go get like they call it Patriot Cola, but it was like a Coke. But it was like a military version. So it was, we go get a Patriot Cola. She wake me up at like 2 o'clock in the morning wanting a Patriot Cola, man. And I got to get up out the bed, drive across the bed, come back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we, we don't have too many, too many like, funny stories or nothing like that. It was a pretty good, like, good times being pregnant. Well, okay. for, for me, but I don't know about her. Cause... <laughs> got you. So how was her journey? Because I know it, it had to be different from like over being overseas yeah man um you know we had a good a good support system over there um for what we had you know we, we was in the but you know, was also members of church a church over there so you know we had people over there was help us out but it was weird because you know none of our family was over there yeah. um you know because we have these things in our mind you know when we have our first child i want my dad there I want my mom there blah 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 but we didn't have either. Um, so, you know, we, thankfully we had some good friends and, and, you know, church family that was there for us in the room with us. Um, one of our good friends was one, actually one of the nurses that was helping deliver. Um, so I got to kind of kick back a little bit, but, um, you know, it was, it was good. We had a good support system. I think that's, that's important, especially when you're going through your first pregnancy. Okay. Well, that, that's good then. Oh yeah. Like, like they say, man, take a village. It does, man. And it, out a lot helped out a lot so how how was life with a newborn uh, different man different i said kids kids humble you having kids they definitely do it it gives you a, a new sense of responsibility because like i said for the first time you, you're responsible for 
whether they eat, whether they drink, like whatever they do, you they're completely dependent on you. Um, so that was that was the, a huge adjustment. And then, you know, just having another person in the house um, sleep. You don't know what sleep is for a couple of years or so, year and a half, two years. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. It being born in Naples, Italy. That was wild because they don't have a speed <laughs> limit over there. I mean, they got speed suggestions. So, I didn't I didn't want to take him off base ever really uh, so I only took him off base when we had to because those folks over there drive crazy I like, bet man yeah man because you know the first one you extra protective about everything I don't want nobody breathing on them and you know wash your hands and all that kind of stuff but those folks drive so crazy over there man it was just like can we how long can we make it yeah but yeah, he was uh he was six months back to the states though, so he didn't have to deal with it too much. He was uh, how old? Uh, he's about six months. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, um, he got he got that dual citizenship, but he went over there to taste no Italian food or pick up. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, so all three of the kids were born in different cities then. Yeah, Trey Trey was born in Naples, Italy. Um, Elijah was born in Key West, Florida. And then money was born here in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. So we ain't moving but... no more. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because every time you move, you have another kid. <laughs> and we live in, we have another child. So we ain't, we ain't moving no more. <laughs> so any any routine you still keep up to this day? Routine? Huh? You said any routine I still keep up? Yeah, like anything, like when the kids were young and now they're a little older. I guess, I, I guess routines you have with like the older ones that now you do with the youngest. Same, uh, you know, beat them up, rough them up a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, like a, not like abuse, man, but you know, play fighting. Nah, I know. And, yeah, I know you just that that kind of stuff, man. You know, because as they get older, you know, the the stuff that they like to do changes and personalities change and all that but you know we made it a point to make sure that they knew that you know they was loved and you know they were safe around us and all that type of stuff so we you know we we play around we always played around but we were very serious and intentional about you know how we parent them and kind of shaping how they see the world um you know letting them know that they could they could be free to be children but but like letting them know that there are dangers in the world and things like that. So, you know, we always try to make a game out of it. It's a little stuff like that. So a little run, little scenarios with them. And if this happens, what would you do if that happens? So, you know, even Imani around the street, man, I'm like, you know, if a dog, what do you do? She knows what to do. If daddy falls out or passes out or whatever, what do you do? She knows 911. She knows who she can go to. Okay. We made little games out of it and stuff like that. Yeah, we did that with okay well well, that's good you know you never know when you might need an emergency exactly man so we don't want no yeah no i was gonna ask um the hardest part of the journey so far if there is any hard part there's definitely hard parts man um i said like it's the adjustment part of understanding that once you like once you have a child like your life is not your own no more 
Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were young. Like I said, we were 21 when we had our first child. So that's the age that most people are out, you know, still going out, still partying and doing all those types of things. And, you know, if they do have kids that, that young, you know, grandma might have to raise them a little bit and all that. But, you know, we didn't have that. So and we never wanted that. We always said that when we have kids that, you know, we were going to raise our own kids. Um, so, you know, kind of postponing a lot of things that we wanted to um, but on what was more important, that was you know, setting our kids up and giving them the best life that we could. Um, so if, if that's considered a hard part, then, you know, I think that's what it is. And, you know, another thing now, man, is just constantly keeping them on the right track. There's, there's so much out in the world, man, that can that can draw them and influence them. Um, it's so so much out there that can come against them and easily, you know, turn them in the wrong direction. So, just being on top of everything, man. We can't just be like, oh, back in my day, it was this and that. We got to be up to on what they own now, too. So That's true, because we grew up, we ain't had no social media. Exactly. <laughs> or cell phones. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's a, that's a, that's like a double thing with me, man. At, at some points, I'm like, man, I wish we had social media or something like that so we could kind of document some of the things that we did, even if we had cell phones like that. You know, we mm-hmm. wanted to record some. We had the big camcorders that sat on our shoulders like the big boom boxes <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and then nobody want to walk around with those things man so if these kids want to take a picture or a video of where they at now you know they can just flip their phones out well not flip out but take their phones out you know and record real quick so i kind of wish that we could have had some of that because you know all we got is stories man and uh, maybe a polaroid here and there um so we you know we we the last i think we're the last generation that really has stories like that everybody else is like oh we got this picture we got this video so, you know, a part of me does wish that, you know, we did have that growing up. But then again, the other part of me is like, I'm glad we didn't because there's some stuff that I'm glad isn't documented. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah plus, like, even if we did record it back in the day, I mean, where are we going to find a VCR at? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, like some, I'm glad some of that stuff ain't, ain't recorded for history. That's true. I mean, I think with uh, I think with social media, it's kind of a gift and a curse, right? You know what I'm saying? Even with the um, cell phone stuff, because now you know, like you said, everything is there. You know, you record, have memories, stuff like that. But also, like sometimes stuff will happen where people need help, and people just record it instead of helping, instead or of helping. calling for help. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> The, so, it says the the best time to be in trouble is is the least people around because you yeah. got to actually get some help because the more people around everybody else is either going to be standing around waiting on somebody else to do it or they're going to be recording you yeah drowning or getting ate up by a tiger or something you just, <laughs> yeah but i but i think also because everybody got a cell phone now i think that's also why <clears throat> like people don't really fight like they used to and i think that's why it's so many shootings um, I mean, you could, you could, yeah, I mean, I, I think in that, with that angle though, you know, so many people, I, I think it, if you're going to tie that to technology and cell phones, I think it's so many people that don't want to be video, like get knocked out or something like that. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's where you're going. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Because like back in the day, even, even, even back in the day, like if people did have a weapon on, they would take it out, have somebody hold it. You get the fisticuffs and then that's it. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, 
th- but that's why I was going like now everybody recording they see you get knocked out and you just it never leaves the internet <laughs> right that's on the internet forever yeah. yeah so instead of somebody you know leave having a video of them getting knocked out man they rather just shoot the other person and get it over with yeah yeah I can, and, I can see that I can see that point yeah um let's see any any major lessons from your parents you use currently all the time man all the time you know how my parents were man um you know, I still tell them stuff that my dad taught me. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I tell them, you know, the the best example of manhood I got is my father, man. So, um, you know, he was he was a man's man. He was, you know, he was stern, but he was gentle. He let you know what's what. He was always involved, always supportive. Um, so I, I do try to emulate those things with my own children. Um, you know, as far as my mom, you know, she's caring, loving, um, She's, I think, you know, I got my spiritual side from her. So she made sure that we was in church every Sunday and all that good stuff. Um, You know, so definitely take the lessons that we learned from our parents. Um, I say we take the best of what we learned from our parents. Because there are some things, you know, that our parents did that they probably got from their parents and their parents probably got it from theirs. You know, and passing down some things that, you know, probably shouldn't have been handled that way or whatever. But, you know, I, I say we take the best that we learn um, and then apply it to today, you know, because mm-hmm. some things we just can't do the way our parents did. We have to you know, take the best of that and then adapt oh. for today's time. Oh, yeah, that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, but on, on top of that, your your parents always treated me good, too. But they oh, treated yeah. me. They actually did no different than you. If, <laughs> if they need yeah. to get on me, they would get on me, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, and that's that's what I thought. You said you mentioned earlier, man. It, it takes a village, so they they knew, man. You could you would walk over our house after school, and you know, if my mom got food, you eating, and you know, we to being too loud, she'd tell us to be quiet. And then I yeah. walk around the corner, and it was the same. Thing. Yeah, your mom tell no. me quit running in the street or whatever else we was doing. She had food, y'all had food. I was eating. Yo, my mom was just telling me the other day. She said she don't know how we even survived childhood. She said we were so rough, man. We <laughs> always somewhere. We, I said me and my. I remember we said uh we set a fire basketball court in West End. Man, we was uh we was on rollerblades, um that street fifteen, and still mm-hmm. full of right next to Central Elementary. We was riding down that uh that little overpass on rollerblades, man. Almost getting hit by cars. We take our bikes and be 10, 15 miles away from the house. Like we was doing everything, man. <laughs> yeah. My that's but that's what my mom was talking about. She was like, we were so rough. She was like, <laughs> cause remember, we we'll play tackle football out in the yard. No out pants. In the yard. Playing hot ball. <laughs> yeah, hot ball. That's what it was. Yeah, no pants. <laughs> yeah, come back jacked up. <laughs> yeah, man, come come in. Your clothes all ripped up. You're dirty, body hurting. But next day, man, we get out there and do it all over again. Yeah, you you know your mom still won't let it go. go to the fact, I think I broke one of her uh, towel bars. <laughs> <laughs> she bring that up to me every time I talk to her. Mm-hmm. I think I broke, I think I broke one of her towel bars or something. Yeah, every every time I mention us as kids, man, she's like, yeah, I remember all. Twelve of y'all packed in that room, all hot and sweaty. 
<laughs> playing video games. Like that's what she remember out of everything. <laughs> yeah, my, like my mom. Yeah. No, my mom actually says she misses. it. Oh yeah, man. You do, man. Cause like even having having kids of your own, man. My like I said, my oldest two are sixteen and fourteen now. So a lot of stuff that you know some parents would take for granted. You know, you you, you get off work, you work all day, you get off work, you're tired. But then they want to play, they want to wrestle around, and you know, one thing that I've always tried to do is because I'm so young. That's what one of the reasons why we had them young, so I could grow up with them. You know, yeah. Um, so man, all that wrestling around and stuff like that, we would make sure that we was intentional about doing that. They wanted to spend time. We gonna spend time. So you know, you definitely miss that wrestling around and rolling around. Like me and Trey, my oldest man, we still get on the ground and, and wrestle now to this day. Um, but then a lot of stuff that you do used to do and you know experience when they were younger, once they get older, man, you know, girl or you know, whatever else the case may be, they got other stuff going on. So, you know, I, I texted them last night. I was like, hey man, I'm going fishing in the morning. Y'all wanna go? Joker told me, no, sir. Oh snap. I was a little hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, a little man. Hurt. yeah, man, get like that sometimes. I I remember um I just remember a conversation um, my parents had when I was like 15, 16. And, uh, you know, my mom was just saying, like, you know, she was telling my pops, like, you know, it's, it's, it's about to get that time where the kids aren't going to want to do stuff with us anymore. Like, mm -hmm. they're going to want to go home with their friends, stuff like that. Right. But, yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, you know, it, it happens, man. Especially, like, when you get, like, 16, you get your license. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like your freedom. Yeah, man. And as parents, man, you gotta you gotta understand, even though we the young parents, we still old heads to them. Oh so yeah. We gotta, I mean we gotta, we gotta know when to fall back and, and give them their space and let them go out and do what they're gonna do. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, teenagers think we old anyway. Like yeah, I remember man. um <clears throat> the little farmers I worked at, we had like teenagers that were coming working on the weekend just to make like extra money. Uh-huh. And they they swore. I was I went to school with dinosaurs because <laughs> uh, one of one of them came in there and she was complaining because um I think her grades dropped or something and her mom took her cell phone yeah and I was like when I was your age I said we didn't have cell phones <laughs> she was like mm -hmm. yeah but she went to school with the dinosaurs I'm like okay like all right <laughs> boy stay on me man <laughs> I, I started this thing with him I'm always talking about back in my day yeah. And they, they know they delete. That's how you get rid of them now, man. They start talking. You be like, well, back in my day, they be like, all right, dad. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they, yeah, they think, they think like, they think we old as dirt anyway. Yeah, man. They be like, man, you was born in the 1900s, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm 38. Like, what you saying? <laughs> they be if, we had, if we had color TV and all this type of stuff, man. Yeah, man. Hey. I mean, <laughs> come to territory, man. They, Remember, we told them we knew each other since they was eight, and they was like, what? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> man, they, they had like, <laughs> I don't know what they was acting like. But yeah, they, man, they but, were just so amazed. But they they, gonna, they starting to see it now, man, because, like, Trey was born before the iPhone came out, so... You know, we, we was born before the internet and all that. And, like, Trey was born before the iPhone. Yeah. But it's crazy, man. Like, my, my kids never heard a dial tone. 
<laughs> yeah, that's how old that's how old we are, man. I keep it they don't know that they don't know that's that's crazy too, man. Like they don't they don't know how it is to have to call a girl's parents' house and her father <laughs> pick up the phone and you gotta ask, you know, such how are you? My name is Larry. You know, may I please speak to whatever the daughter name? They don't they don't have that pressure on them, man. They can just text their girl or DM or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You right, man. I didn't yeah. They, they ain't got that pressure, man. That was pressure back in the day. It was, man. And you couldn't talk about everything because if you're on that house phone, you know, somebody else in the house can pick up their phone and be listening to what you're saying. You don't even know. Yeah. So you can't Dang. be talking crazy. So that's it. Man, boys got it easy, man. They do. Man, now that you said that, they do got it easy, man. Yeah, because that was, that was pressure. Having a call and had her daddy pick up the phone. Man. Yeah, man. It's Yeah. Yeah, man, that is a lot of pressure. So, man, any um perception you want to touch on as far as anything, how this stuff goes? Um, it's it's like I said, it's a journey, man, and I consider it as one of my highest, um, I guess you can say achievements in life. You know, mm-hmm. outside of of submitting my life to Christ, man, I think. Being a husband and father is definitely up there, okay. um, because you know, in charge of another human being. People don't like that word, but you know, we we indoctrinate them to uh, the proper way to live according to what we know and what we believe, and you know, we make sure that you know they got good manners, and you know, people still are surprised to hear you know my kids say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. They're like, you know, kids don't say that that much anymore. Yeah. But, you know, just, you know, having that, it's, it's definitely pressure, but just to leave that legacy, man, to them, um, you know, a, a lot of us, when we think about leaving a legacy, it's, it's about stuff, it's about things and possessions, but, um, you know, just instilling in them that type of character that they should have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I ain't, ain't going to big them up too much, but I tell my boys, man, if, if y'all just listen. And and be men like y'all to rule the world. <laughs> why is, why you say y'all want to big? Why you say y'all want to big them up too much? I ain't gonna big them up, man. I, I got good boy. I got good kids, man. I got. I got. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, you you do you do. Yeah, They're well mannered, well behaved. Yeah, man. Very very respectful. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all they, did a, y'all did a great job, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. They uh they knuck. But I always say, man, that's that's practice. You know, coach will let you act a fool a little bit in practice, but once you get out in the game, play right. Um, so you know, we we give them a little bit of, of room at home to kind of be a little bit more. But outside the house, man, they they've always been on point, always been on top of their game. But you know, I I just sons to be the strongest and best men as possible. Um, who was a Frederick Douglass said it's, it's easier to build strong men, I mean, to build strong children than to repair uh, broken men. Okay. So, you know, we've always tried to raise them to be like the strongest, uh, most capable boys that we can build. Um, you know, and with my daughter, you know, try to build her up to be, you know, the, the good traditional woman, um, you know, solid and secure. Ain't nobody gonna just tell her that you know she's pretty or she's fine or whatever, and she fall for him because she hear that from her dad every day, you know. Um, 
I always tell her that she's pretty and that she's she's beautiful, that she's intelligent, that she's she's capable. So it's gonna take more than you know a DM or some flight tickets to to Houston to get my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, I got you, man. And, and you know, and my boys, man, they're not gonna fall for you know the the what is that? Uh, never trust a big button smile. Yeah. More than that to to hook these boys, man. So, you know, just trying to raise them up to the best that we can, man. We raise them up according to, you know, the the laws of God and what we've learned as parents and just constantly adapting and and moving and changing. You know, some people say that we we were a little bit tough on them, but I'd rather be too tough on them and then give them that freedom uh, than to not be tough enough and put them out into the world um, unprepared. You know what I mean? People thought y'all was tough on them? Oh, yeah, man. Because I guess but they never saw it. But, you know, when our kids come around, they, like, when they when they used to go to my job when they were smaller, when the boys were smaller, they would come out to my job sometimes. Uh-huh. And they would, you know, they would find a seat. They would sit down. People would ask them questions. They would, you know, answer questions. They wasn't messing with stuff. But then some other people bring their kids in, man, and they running around. They throwing stuff. They writing on the wall. And, uh, you know, they were like, man, you, you must have raised your kids like a drill sergeant or, you know, they like, they like little robots. I was like, no, nah, man, they got they got manners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, they, they taught that, you know, you don't go in and be loud. You don't you know mess other people's stuff up and stuff like that. Yeah, because I mean, like, I don't know. I I never felt like y'all was hard on. Them. I felt like I felt like I felt like you was like your parents. Y'all firm and fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that's how you got to be, man. Firm and fair. I like that. Yeah, firm and fair. I mean, I mean, my parents were the same way. Like, you know, they wasn't like mad strict, but they wasn't like, oh, you can go do what you. Right. I mean, exactly. they, they was firm and fair. Like, if I did what I'm supposed to do, then they give me a little bit more room to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. but yeah, man. I mean, but I guess it's because, like, um, a lot of, I guess, a lot of kids now. You know, sometimes you try to tell them like, "Hey, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that," and they, they, it's like, you know, I guess people see it as being mean, but it's not really mean. But I guess I don't. I guess the world a little bit softer now. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that's more what it is. Cause I mean, like you said, a lot of stuff we we had to deal with as kids from the parents growing up. Like, there's no way you could do that today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and not just parents, man. Everybody in your neighborhood. Yeah. So when we, I mean, we mess up, by the time we make it home, man, we they've heard about it already. They know what didn't happen. And you may get four or five whoopers before you get home. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because our parents was like, if he messed up, you know, you go across that head. Yeah. But All yeah, right, man. man. So, oh, go ahead. No, nah, you go, go ahead. You good? You good? No, no. I was just gonna say, man. So I guess, um, uh, you got any tips for the fathers out there? Ooh, tips for the fathers. Um, be present. That's the that's the that's the main thing, man. Be present, and you know, being present don't just mean being in the room with them or being in the house with them, uh, but be actively involved in your children's lives, man. Because they, um, you know, you, you're building core memories with them every time you do something with them, man. The first time they 
ride a bike, the first fight that they get in, how you respond to it, you know, the first time that they mess up, you know, how do you respond to that as a parent? Um, but being involved and being active in their lives, that's, that's the biggest thing for me, man. Um, you know, I, I really hate to see dads who not that active in their kids' lives because you only get that one chance, man. Like my, my boys, you know, um, I had an older guy tell me, he was like, you know, your son's only going to be three years old one time. You know, your son's only going to be five years old one time. Your son's only going to ride a bike for the first time one time. Your daughter's only going to, you know, have that first dance with you one time. She's only, you know, the first time she get her heart broken. You that first time, one time. So everything is like a one-time experience. So, you know, um, you have to take advantage of that time that you have with them. Um, be present, be active. Because, you know, you think about some, some guys, imagine, you know, if your father wasn't in your life and he shows up at, you know, 13 years old trying to tell you what to do. Uh, you know, you're not trying to hear that. True. Um, you know, true. so, you know, with them, man, I've always, you know, because you're there, because you're present, because you're active with them, um, they're more willing to listen. They're more willing to, you know, kind of follow, especially if you're not only there and telling them what to do, but you also living, um, you know, living as righteous as you can yourself, man. Because they, one one thing, I, another thing I can tell you is that kids don't really care about what you tell them. Um, they care about what you do. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah. You can you can tell them what to do until you blow in the face, man. But if you're not doing it yourself, uh, then there's not a whole lot that they can that you can tell them. Uh, so you know, just living that life yourself. Um, you know, my kids hear how I talk to other people, and you know, they they do the same thing. Or my you know my children see how I treat my wife, and you know my boys they're they're very good with. Not, I can't say good with girls, but you know. Uh, they respectful when it comes to females, you know. Yeah, uh, they they gentlemen like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, opening doors, pulling chairs out at the table. Um, you know, entering in a building first, exiting the building. All these types of things that I, we've taught them, you know, to be that that gentleman. Um, and you know, and that's just something that they see in me. Um, something that they've seen me do. Something that I've always, even you know, the things that. I may be, you know, I'm not saying I'm the perfect dad, but, you know, even some of the things that I'm lacking on, I at least show them a good example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, um, we, we human, we still make mistakes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and, you know, and that's another good piece of advice, you know, never, never try to pump yourself up to be super dad. Um, because, you know, your kids are going to watch you make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and and those are great teaching experiences, man. Um, you know, it'll be like, you know, I, I messed up here and this is how I messed up. You know, this is why I messed up. And, you know, this is what I'm going to do to fix it. Kind of walk them through that process you know, as long as their age is appropriate. But, you know, yeah. you walk them through that process of how you, you know, get yourself out of certain situations. Um, but never, never put on like you the perfect dad, like you don't make mistakes because once they do see you fall, man, if you don't handle it the right way, then that can lead to a lot of problems in that relationship with you and your own children. Okay. So yeah, yeah definitely, definitely always let them know that, you know, I'm human. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fallible. I can make mistakes just like they can, but you know, just being communicating. Um, that's another one. Communicating with your children. Um, not, not everything is appropriate for them to hear. Um, not everything is appropriate for them to try and understand. 
especially when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely letting them know like what's just talking to them um, because they are they are little humans. They're little humans. You can't keep the kid gloves on them forever. Shield them from the world as much as we you know try to protect them from society's influence and those things like that. Man, we know that they're gonna hear it. Like I, my parents didn't allow us to buy you know parental or they weren't mm-hmm. gonna buy it, but they knew we listened to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but my dad was like, I don't, I don't go to work all day to spend my money on that, that garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I used, to, I used to go out and cut grass, though. So I had my own little money. I, I think I bought my first tape I bought, man, was Snoop Dogg's Doghouse album on cassette. Who on cassette? <laughs> on cassette, bro. On cassette. But, yeah, man, they like, they knew that, you know, we were exposed to some stuff like that as kids, but you know, but they were able to communicate with us, not just yeah. tell us why we shouldn't do some or don't do this or, you know, what we need to do. But they always explain to us the the consequences of, of our, um, you know, the, the benefits of obedience and having good character and types of things like that. But so just communicate with your kids. Talk with them, man. All right, man. Hey, man, that's, that's some good advice. Yeah, man. That's, you know, that's what I do, man. I give good advice. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> hey I definitely appreciate it on my end. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I I know, I know I can come to you with anything, and I know whatever you tell me is coming from a good place, so I don't get offended or not, if, even if it's something I don't want to hear. Right, you know man. Yeah I, yeah, I ain't going to never blow smoke, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is. No, nah, but, but, you know, but I... I but that's why I respect it because I know even if I don't want to hear, I know it's coming from a good place, and eventually right. I'll get over it. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we we've been like that, man. I think that's why we've been friends for so long, man. Yeah, because I, I mean, I call you about something, and you you told me a couple times that I was tripping about something. So, you know, yeah, advice versa, man. Needed. Yeah, that's that's what's needed. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that. man. Even even if I want to hear it, I'll get over it. Right. But at, at the end of the day, I'm I'm, you know, once I sit down and think about, it, I'm like, yeah, he he right, I'm tripping. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna get my life together, man. Yeah, he he right, I'm tripping. <laughs> uh, well, man, you know, hey man, I appreciate this, man. You know, um, you know, I, I started this because of a conversation I had with my pops. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? He was just talking about like how even like on Father's Day, like you know, you go to the different stores, they had like. One section for fathers, <laughs> man. It's just look, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation, bro. <laughs> and then, oh, like, yeah, and so then, like, he also said, like, how a lot of times people don't really, you know, like, you know, it's usually about the moms, yeah, they don't, they don't really talk about the fathers like that unless it's like in a bad way, exactly. Yeah, you that's all we get, man. Even especially those women, man, they, you know, I'm, I'm the mother and the father. No, 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 not gonna see single women, you know, some of them holding it down doing their thing, but you know, like you, you're a good mom, you can be the best mom that you can be, but you'll never be his father, you'll never be your child's father, yeah, you know. So, I, 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 but you know, when we think about fatherhood, man, that it, it's important, it's, it's absolutely necessary, man. Um, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of reading, man, and I was reading how kids who have a present father. Uh, in the home have a, a lower chance of stuff like teen pregnancy, suicide, alcohol and drug abuse, criminal activity, 
um, even stuff like neglect and obesity. Um, we have a far less chance of that stuff when the father's in the house, man. So, you know, I, I, I get on, I will get on a father who's not stepping up to the plate and doing his thing, man. But the ones that are, I definitely think they should be congratulated and appreciated a lot more than, than they are. Oh yeah. Like our core group of friends, if like somebody's a deadbeat, we won't even, nah, we, we won't even rock with them. Right. Exactly. But, but I mean, so that's, that's why I started this fatherhood series. So, you know, so so y'all can tell y'all stories about being a father and stuff like that. Cause I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it's definitely a lot of good fathers, but they don't they don't really talk about fathers like that unless it's like bad. Right. Yeah, man. We don't, we don't, so, we don't get we don't get to shine like that. But yeah, man, I, I appreciate you putting that on and, and shining that spotlight, man. This is this was this was good, man. This was necessary. I said I, I got stories upon stories I could tell. We could probably go on for three hours, but um, you know, I, I definitely appreciate you, you know, giving me the, the opportunity and the space to to kind of talk about those things. Hey, man, hey, I appreciate you getting on, man. Hey, man, like you, you did a great you you're doing a great job with your kids. So, you know, I I feel like more more people need to hear stuff like this. Maybe, you know, may, maybe all these conversations inspire some people who may not be the best fathers right now but you know it may inspire them to be better you know yeah man absolutely um i appreciate that and you know that's if i can leave anybody with that too man if if you have a dad man reach out to your dad you only you only got one father man um if things are rocky between the two of y'all man just try to work it out um you know my i, I lost my dad in in 2007 man and that's that's had a, a big impact on me man left a huge hole in my heart um, you know, I still wish I can pick up the phone and call them to this day and all those types of things. So I always just tell people, man, folks be like, you know, I don't talk to my dad, you know, try to work it out as best you can, man, or at least be cordial enough to speak to him. Um, and then when you do have children on your own, you know, you, you got the lessons of what to do and also what not to do. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, appreciate the advice, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, man. Uh, any, any, any shout outs, anything to plug before we get off? Man, ain't got nothing to plug. Ain't got nothing going on, man. Uh love, love God, love one another. Uh be the best person that you can be. That's about it. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. And 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 tune in to the Five Mic Podcast. For sure. Hey, thanks. Thanks for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man. All right, brother. I appreciate you too, man. Peace. Peace.